Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello once again, everybody. And thank you for joining me in the betters box. It's bangthebook.com's KBO betting podcast for Monday, June 1st. I'm your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the betters box presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook, 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. Took Sunday off from the Daily KBO article. I'm tired of getting my head caved in in the KBO, so I took Sunday off. We'll be back here with the Tuesday games coming up in the KBO, but you can check out that Daily article for picks to fade or, I guess, at the very least, for some information on the teams and the starting pitchers over at bangthebook.com. We'll preview up this week for the Santa Anita Derby. Big Kentucky Derby prep race going on there. Of course, two weeks away from the Belmont, which, you know, the Belmont taking away some of the luster from the Santa Anita Derby, but we'll still preview that race this week over at bangthebook.com. Still doing UFC. We had a good UFC event over the weekend. Got another one coming up here next weekend. NASCAR, that's still humming right along. Also some soccer stuff from our good buddy, Charles J., and golf, a couple of weeks away from returning. Uh, obviously, some different proposals out there for Major League Baseball. Uh, the NHL seems like they may be getting going here late July, NBA, maybe July 31st. So we're starting to get closer. We'll cover things as we get to them over at bangthebook.com. Probably be doing some more stuff here in the month of June with some college football things. Again, just trying to make sure that all this stuff is going to go off. Did the whole MLB betting guide, then that was kind of a waste. So want to make sure that everything's going to go off without a hitch here for college football before I really dive in and start writing some team previews and putting together my power ratings and all that type of thing. So keep it tuned over at bangthebook.com. We are your one-stop shop for sports betting news and information. Nobody sent in anything today for the Monday mailbag. Maybe everybody kind of took the weekend off to a degree like I did, got to hang out with some friends and some family. It was A nice change of pace, I guess, to get away a little bit from the KBO, get away from that daily grind, and and it certainly has been a grind for me. So hopefully refreshed here as we start off a new week and and hopefully what will be a better month uh, for everybody out there. But I guess we'll just go right into the Beyond the Box Score segment here with nothing for the Monday Mailbag. If you want the notes for the show, adam at bangthebook.com via email, also skating tripods at gmail.com via email as well and then somebody reached out last week on twitter at skating tripods to get added to the mailing list you can do that as well you know a week ago on monday i talked about some guys that were in line for some regression either positive or negative i want to track those guys here because a lot of those guys are still guys to take a look at here early on this week uh, because they still have some of those regression signs present and i'll add a list of a few more pitchers that I've got my eye on here. Again, we're talking about small sample sizes, but there are some stats now that are kind of building up a little bit. Some things that we can actually take a look at here in terms of trying to find some positive and some negative regression. So we'll run through a handful of those names here on today's show. 
Then we'll take a look back at the series that just wrapped up. And of course, as we always do, take a look ahead here today on the betters box. So the list of guys that I mentioned last Monday as some guys that maybe had some signs of some positive or negative regression here. Lee Young-Ha for the Doosan Bears was one of them. He was a positive regression candidate, and he actually had a pretty good start last time out. Seven and two-thirds, gave up three earned on eight hits, struck out two, walked three. But again, a little bit of positive ERA regression there for him. That's kind of what we're looking at here. We've got ERA, we've got FIP, we've got player pages over at Fangraphs, also at KBO Fancy Stats. So we're starting to get some more data that we can actually use and apply. And I guess to a degree, I shouldn't be that surprised that I had a a very bad month of May and I tracked that every day in the KBO article. But it, it was a new venture. It was learning about these players, learning about this league, learning about all the different stuff that's going on. And going into the KBO season, I had my thoughts on what was important. You know, walk rate I thought was very important. Uh, Looking at guys that had decent strikeout rates, very important. Also, with the changes to the baseball, you have to hit for power in this league. And when you look at the teams that are at the bottom of the league, they're not hitting for power. So that's pretty self-explanatory. And it's been very A lot of these starting pitchers aren't very good. We see a lot of crooked numbers from innings that start with a couple of walks or death by singles or you know hit by pitches, a lot of errors, a lot of unearned runs in this league as well. So now going into the month of June, we've got a little bit of a better idea here. And we're also going to start getting a better idea with some of these individual pitchers as their sample sizes continue to grow. So Lee Young-Ha, a guy that I isolated coming into the season as probably a pretty good pitcher to back, coming off of seven and two-thirds of pretty good work, maybe that's kind of a sign that things settling in a little bit there for that deuce on starter that seven and two thirds three earned doesn't sound awesome but it does definitely lower that era a pretty good start from him overall jang shi huan of the hanwha eagles high strikeout rate for him that should lead to some better fortunes here in this league but for jang in his last start four and two two thirds innings pitch three earned four hits gave up a home run did strike out eight Walked three in those four and two-thirds. And that's the thing for Jang. It's that he's got the really high strikeout rate, but he also has a high walk rate. So even though he's not really allowing a ton of hits, he is allowing a high Babbitt, as I'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. He's kind of canceling out some of those strikeouts to a degree. But I think over the long term, that high strikeout rate will be a positive, especially with this increased offensive environment that we're seeing in the KBO. So Jang Shi Huan, of Hanwa, definitely a guy still on my radar here, still on my watch list as we go forward. Jangmin Jay was the guy we talked about as possibly being a positive regression candidate for Hanwa as well. Well, his last start didn't go so well. Three innings, six earned, gave up eight hits, couple of home runs, struck out three, didn't walk a batter, but obviously had the Babbitt misfortune and the two home runs there in that start. And now he's not on the active roster. So I'm not sure if it's an injury or if he got demoted. Uh, but Jang Min Jae, for right now, kind of off of our radar a little bit. One I wish I would have followed through with, uh, Yang Hyun Jong. Probably the most accomplished of the KBO pitchers out there of the South Korean-born guys for the Kia Tigers. Five innings, gave up six earned on 11 hits. Struck out a couple, walked a couple. 
But he is a guy where I think that this new offensive environment, well, this returned or renewed offensive environment with the different baseball is very detrimental to him. So maybe you play some overs in those Kia games. Maybe you look to fade him, uh, but coming off of a bad start there. Again, you know, the one thing about signs of regression here, and he was a negative regression candidate and did experience it, and now his ERA and FIP are pretty similar The thing about regression is it can give you a direction in which to go. It can give you a starting point. The problem is, and in particular when you're dealing with sample sizes of this, I don't even want to say magnitude, but sample sizes of this relatively small size, regression can come in a lot of forms. Sometimes regression is kind of a gradual process. We're just over the span of several starts, a guy won't be very good, and his numbers will just gradually reflect that regression that we saw coming. In other instances, some guys experience all that regression all at once, whether it's positive or negative. You know, positive, they might go out there, strike out 12 over seven shutout innings. All of a sudden, their numbers look a lot different. Or they may string together several good starts in a row. We don't know. And I think something that I've kind of made too much of a crutch, with Major League Baseball in particular, and we'll see how it goes in the KBO, is that you can keep betting on regression to happen because the expectation is there. The numbers do suggest that some form of regression, either positive or negative, is coming. Sometimes it doesn't come. Or sometimes it won't come for three or four starts. Then a guy will get completely blown out, and all of a sudden that regression shows up in one fell swoop. So it's a difficult thing, and... I think I've kind of found here, and it's not even just the KBO, it's Major League Baseball too. You know, I have this this perfectionist complex in general. And that's not a good thing to have when you're betting because even the best in the world at this are failing 44% of the time. So being a perfectionist, it's very difficult for me to accept when I'm not meeting a certain level. And that level is to be very, very good at everything. And one of the things that really gets to me from a baseball handicapping standpoint is that I understand sabermetrics. I know how the numbers work. I know how to look for these spots where positive or negative regression is expected to take place. I just don't know when exactly it will happen. And sometimes, like in the case of Yang in his last start, it happens all at once. In other cases, it will gradually happen, where a guy will give up four runs over five innings, three, four, five starts in a row. For Yang, it just happened all at once. Six earned on 11 hits. All of a sudden, his ERA and his FIP look very similar. And I didn't take advantage of it in that instance. And so it's one of those things where you got to walk a fine line of knowing that it's coming But do you want to bet it every single time? I think that's a problem that I fall into and something I could see myself doing here in the KBO. So I'm almost just openly, outwardly telling myself not to do that here with this league. But you will see this a lot. If you handicap from a data analysis standpoint using the Sabre metrics, you're going to see these signs. And that's why I think I maybe need to prioritize instead of ERA and FIP, because those can be a little bit bastardized in this league with the low strikeout rates and the higher walk rates, I think I'm finding that there's a different stat that I want to use. And I'll talk about that here in a couple of minutes. 
Eric Jokic of Kiwum, seven shutout innings, five hits scattered, nine strikeouts in that one for him. He's got a .90 ERA with a .87 whip. Now, this is a guy that has a FIP in the low twos. So in that respect, regression is coming. But regression, when you've got an 090 ERA, is giving up one run over six innings. You know, so for Jokic, yeah, some tougher days may be coming, but they may not be to the degree of some of the other regression candidates that are out there. For example, a guy like Bay J. Seong. Now, we talked a lot about him coming into the season, the KT hurler, 23 years old, right in that sweet spot to have a breakout. And to this point, he's been fantastic. But in his last start, five innings, gave up six earned on seven hits, did give up a home run, struck out six, which is a rarity for him, but he also walked four. So Bay had this bad start. But if you go and look, he still has these regression signs with a 267 ERA and a 384 FIP. So his next start may be bad, or it may be a string of three starts in a row where he's just not particularly good. We don't necessarily know, but we do know that there is a good likelihood that it is coming and that it is coming soon. So it's up to us to determine when to apply that to our handicapping and to our actual betting. For Casey Kelly for the LG Twins, he's a guy with a higher ERA and a lower FIP. Saw a quick correction with six shutout innings and struck out 10 in his last start. Still some signs of positive regression there for him but a pretty quick correction in that last start. Jung Chan Hian, also from LG, who we isolated as a positive regression candidate. Quality start for him, six innings, three earned, five hits. Did give up a couple of home runs, six to one strikeout to walk ratio, but now he is no longer on the active roster for LG. So that must be an injury situation, I would think. Uh, But Jung Chan Hian, a guy that we want to watch closely here in his upcoming starts. Park Se-Wong for the lot, the Giants. I called him a watch list guy coming into the season. He is a positive regression candidate. But now with the results that we're seeing, he went four and a third, gave up four earned runs on five hits, a couple of home runs, walked more than he struck out. He hasn't gotten more than 15 outs in a start here. So that's a guy that I'm, I'm not considering him on the watch list anymore. I think it's one of those things where maybe his good season, what looked like his breakout season, was just an outlier performance. So I'm not really looking to back him in any context here. And, of course, the lot the Giants, pretty tough to back right now in general. NC Dinos, Mike Wright, he's a negative regression guy. Six innings, three earned, gave up seven hits. That's a 450 ERA. That is considered regression. And in a lot of cases in the KBO, three earned over six innings is probably going to be good enough to keep you in the game or maybe even get your team a win. So Mike Wright is a negative regression candidate, and I will maybe look to go against him in his next start, depending on the price against SK. But this is a guy that does have some negative signs. Got the high walk rate. He's given up some home runs already. Will he stabilize? Or will he experience some of that regression? That's up to us to decide in his upcoming outings. Same thing for Drew Rasinski. Seven innings, two earned, six hits, struck out seven. He's had some left-on-base percentage luck. Nine earned runs allowed, 38 base runners in his starts so far, but he'll still be solid, and he still has that very good strikeout-to-walk ratio. So his regression, probably one bad start, and then that's that. It's probably what's going to happen with a guy like Drew Rasinski. 
Choi Chae Hyung of the Samsung Lions. Four innings, five earned, nine hits. He was a guy I pinpointed as a negative regression candidate. Didn't follow through with it because he pitched on Sunday, a day when I didn't really take a strong look at the card, but that was one that did come through. So again, we're, we're just looking at the expectation of, of things that could happen and trying to pinpoint when we think they will wind up happening. Moon Sung Wan for SK, looking to buy him. He didn't strike out anybody or walk anybody in his last start. Four and two-thirds, four earned, seven hits. Again, a guy that when you look at the box score of his stats, he has pitched better than what the numbers suggest. So he is a buy candidate here. He's not having a whole lot of luck, but he is a buy candidate for a couple of different reasons. One I'll talk about again here in a couple of minutes. Finally, Kim Taehoon of SK. He's a bit of a negative regression candidate to me. He's only given up 14 hits in 24 innings. And a lot of pitchers in this league give up well over a hit per inning. Maybe he's just a quality, a contact quality master. I don't know. Doesn't strike out a lot of guys. Doesn't walk a lot of guys either. But that's a guy that's just gotten very, very lucky with some balls in play. So a lot of these guys I just mentioned still on my list watching for some positive or some negative regression here. Let's add a few more. For Doosan, Yu Hui Kwan. 327 ERA with a 465 FIP, same number of strikeouts as he has walks. Given up a lot of hits here this season, but hasn't given up a lot of runs. Now goes out on the road. Dusan's home park is very good for pitching. Dusan on the road could have some difficulties. And I think Yu Hui Kwan is a guy I may look to go against over his next few road starts here, looking for some of that correction in his numbers. I talked already for Hanwha about Jang Shi Huan. Jang Shi Huan, 693 ERA, 476 FIP. Not great because of a high walk rate, but he's got an elite strikeout rate, and he's running a 438 BABIP against. That should get better. That should definitely get better. Again, like I talked about last week, I think the BABIP, the league average in this league, is probably 340 or 345, maybe 350, something like that. So guys will carry a higher BABIP in this league than they will in Major League Baseball. But 438 is still way too high. So Jang Shi Huan, a guy that is on my watch list, a guy I will try to back for Hanwha, but obviously, as we know, Hanwha just not a very good team, a low slugging percentage lineup, just not a whole lot to work with there for the Eagles. For the Kia Tigers, Drew Gagneau, 395 ERA, 230 FIP, Huge strikeout rate, great walk rate. Gagneau is a guy that seems like maybe he can have some success here in this league. It does have a little bit of positive regression coming to that ERA if we compare it to his FIP. For Kiwoom, a couple of guys here. Choi Wan Tae, 367 ERA, 321 FIP. He's not a positive or a negative regression guy, but he is a guy that was on my watch list, and I think that he is for real. I think that he is definitely one of the better domestic pitchers in this league. So Choi Wan Tae, definitely a guy I think you can back for Kiwoom. Han Hyun Hee, as I call him in the article, Triple H for Kiwoom, running a 403 Babbitt against. Now he hasn't been very good, but a 664 ERA, a 517 FIP does suggest some better fortunes on the horizon, probably with a correction to that batting average on balls in play. For KT, Bei Ji Seong. Again, 267 ERA, 384 FIP. 
Love the guy. I think he's a watch list guy. I think we can make some money on him. But I do think that he is in line for some rough patches here, including that start that he just most recently had. Also for KT, William Cuevas, the foreign pitcher, 628 ERA, 521 FIP. He's just not pitching well. I do think that he gets better as we go along here. Lost a bet on him over the weekend. But I do think that he gets better as we go along. But obviously, there's some sort of disconnect there with him for right now. For LG, Casey Kelly is still a positive regression candidate. 405 ERA, 248 FIP. Still looking for him to be very good here over his next few starts. Also, Lim Chan Yu. Now, Lim Chan Yu didn't pitch particularly well over the weekend. A 443 ERA with a 287 FIP. Now, his price actually got bumped up in his last start because Eno Saris over at The Athletic posted about some of the guys that you know, are in line for some positive regression, both on the hitting side and on the pitching side. Lim Chan Yu was one of them, and that line got bet up a little bit. He wound up not pitching very well, but still over a strikeout per inning for him. So he is a guy I will bet on this week in his next start for the LG Twins. That's Lim Chan Yu. For a lot of the Giants, no Kyung Eun. 557 ERA, 384 FIP. So he's a guy, a veteran guy. Seems like he should be having a little bit more uh, luck in the BABIP department, in the left on base percentage department. Lotta's already used eight starting pitchers this season, though. Obviously, they're definitely in a state of flux with their pitching staff and with their starting rotation in particular. Love the guy, but Ku Chang Mo, I don't know how long he keeps dominating this league. It's obvious this league is just a joke to him right now. 0.51 ERA for the NC Dinos, 214 FIP. He's been exquisitely good for NC this season. Again, there are some negative regression signs just because he's pitched obscenely well, unsustainably well, but going against him is not an easy thing to do by any means. So you really have to pick and choose your spots there if you want to go against Ku Chang Mo. He's going to give up runs at some point. I uh, just don't know how many he'll actually give up. Like I said here, Mike Wright, 321 ERA, 518 FIP for him. Some home runs, an elevated walk rate. Mike Wright, a guy that I may try to sort of spot fade a little bit here because there are some corrections likely coming to his numbers. Now, of course, it could come in the FIP department. He may just stop walking, guys, and stop giving up home runs. So maybe his FIP regresses down to his ERA. We'll just have to kind of wait and see how that whole thing plays out. For Samsung, Choi Che Hyung, still a little bit of a fade guy here. He's running a 259 Babbitt against, and that will go up. In this league, that will go up. 321 ERA, 422 FIP. So I love Choi Che Hyung overall, but may look to fade him in his upcoming starts here. Finally, for SK, Moon Sung Wan, like I mentioned, 403 Babbitt against a 610 ERA with a 384 FIP. He's a guy that Eno Saris also mentioned in that athletic article. Very good strikeout and walk rates, but just bad luck in the left on base percentage department and bad luck with batted balls as well. On the flip side, great luck in the left on base percentage department and the BABIP department is Kim Taehoon for SK. He's running a 203 BABIP against right now, 3 ERA, 426 FIP. Kim Taehoon, again, maybe he's a contact master, doesn't walk a whole lot of guys, 
But batted balls are eventually going to find holes. You're not going to run a 203 BABIP really in any league, uh, especially not the KBO. So Kim Tae-hoon, a little bit of a fade guy to me here. Now, one of the things I was looking at when I couldn't sleep overnight was putting together all the notes for the show, left on base percentage. I think this is one that we really want to focus on here in this league because, again, it's a low strikeout league. So if you are an outlier on the low end or on the high end, that's going to change. So, list of five guys here who are the lowest in left on base percentage among qualified starting pitchers. So Hyung Jun of KT, the 18-year-old, 50.3% left on base percentage. So he has had no luck in terms of stranding runners. And the fact that KT's bullpen is also terrible, that doesn't really help him a whole lot uh, with the starts that he's had. But again, 50.3%. That will positively regress. M. Key Young for the Kia Tigers. He's the guy I will back this week, unless it's some exorbitant price point. But he has a 51.8% left on base percentage, second lowest in the KBO. And he's running the fourth best K percentage minus walk percentage in the KBO, which I think is a very important statistic in this league because it means you're striking guys out and you're not walking guys. M. Key Young, 51.8% left on base percentage. Fourth in the KBO in K percentage minus walk percentage. The guys that are better than him, Drew Gagneau, Ku Changmo, Eric Jokic. So M. Key Young is in some very good territory with that strikeout percentage minus walk percentage, carrying this bad left on base percentage. He is a guy to back. I will bet on him in his next start here for the Kia Tigers, unless the price point is just something totally out of whack. I don't think that's going to be the case. Lee Young-Chan for Doosan. This is a very important one. I think this is a guy we definitely want to look to bet on here. Lee Young-Chan of Doosan. 54.8% left on base percentage. He's got a career 386 ERA in the KBO with a 138 whip. So he is a very, very good starting pitcher for this league. But this year, 872 ERA, 175 whip, has that low left on base percentage. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if it's an underlying injury or something like that. But Lee Young-Chan should definitely get better here and should get better in short order. Again, if it's not an injury situation, he's had some walk issues here this season. That's been his biggest problem then exacerbated by a high BABIP. Well, not a high BABIP, a little bit of a higher BABIP, but also exacerbated by this low left on base percentage. Again, keep in mind, if you walk guys for Doosan, it's a problem because they're terrible defensively. So Lee Young-Chan should get better as that walk rate normalizes a little bit. Again, 54.8% left on base percentage leaves a lot of room for positive regression. Ricardo Pinto of SK. 55.3% left on base percentage. Now, he has not done himself any favors. He's walked a ton of guys, not really racking up strikeouts, but he's also not stranding runners. So he's a guy that conceivably should get better in the not-too-distant future, but also he just doesn't really have the supplemental metrics to really back up a whole lot of positive regression. Finally, Lim Chan Yu of the LG Twins, 55.6% left on base percentage. Definite buy guy, eighth in strikeout percentage minus walk percentage. So two guys I am definitely looking to back this week. M. Ki Young for Kia and Lim Chan Yu 
for LG. The highest left on base percentages among qualified starting pitchers. Not surprisingly, Kuchang Mo number one, 90.5%. Mike Wright for NC, 85.5%. Dan Straley of the lot, the Giants, 82.5%. Eric Jokic for Kiwum and Kim Min Woo for Hanwa, both at 80.8%. Now, before I talk about the other guys, look, the fact of the matter is the foreign pitchers will be able to carry higher left on base percentages than the league average. They just are. They're just better. They strike out more guys. They've got better command. But some of the really big outliers, like an 85.5% is a high number for Mike Wright. 82.5% for Dan Straley, maybe a little bit of a high number, not that bad. But the South Korean-born guys, Kim Min-woo, 80.8%, that's not going to stay. Koo Chang Mo, I love the guy, but 90.5%, not going to stay. Juan Tae In for Samsung, 80.5%. A watch list guy, a guy I like a lot, not going to stay at 80.5% in all likelihood. Beiji Seong, 79.8%. Love the guy for KT, not going to stay that way. Finally, Raul Alcantara for Doosan, 79.7% for him. So those are some guys, specifically Juan Tae In, Beiji Seong, and Kim Min Woo. Some guys I would expect some left on base percentage regression from. And obviously, if you're not stranding runners, you're giving up runs. That's bad. Those are guys that we want to look to bet against here. So the buy guys in left on base percentage, Im Ki Young of Kia, to a lesser degree, Lee Young Chan for Doosan, and Lim Chan Yu for LG. The fade guys in left on base percentage, Kim Min Woo of Hanwa, Wan Tae In for Samsung, and Bae Ji Seong for KT. 12 home runs on Saturday, 14 on Sunday, 217 home runs now in 117 games. Starting to run a little bit long here with the show. I guess I got long-winded with my notes writing these overnight. So we'll run through the series recaps in a little bit of rapid-fire fashion here. And again, Adam at bangthebook.com or skatingtripods at gmail.com for the notes for the show. SK pulls off the sweep of Hanwa. Hanwa only scores 13 runs in this series. SK gets 23 over the three-game set. The big thing for SK here is that they're without Han Dong Min, and he's a great hitter, middle-of-the-order bat for them. Choi Jeong is starting to wake up a little bit. Now 205 average, 389 on base, 356 slugging for the season. But in this series, he hit his second home run. He went four for nine, scored five runs, had four RBI, Walked three times. Choi Jeong is starting to figure it out a little bit here. Also, foreign hitter Jamie Romack in the middle of the order. He's only slashing 253, 361, 386. Good on base, low slugging, low average. If the middle of this SK order gets going, they've got some decent pitching. The bullpen's been a little bit better. Starting staff's been a little bit better. Choi Jeong, Jamie Romack, if they start hitting, SK looks like a different team. They drew 22 walks in this series as well. So that was good for them because they were one of the laggards league-wide in walk rate. They were not walking much at all. They draw 22 here in this series. So some good signs for the SK offense. Now, obviously, Hanwa is not a great team by any means. But still, when you get off to a start that SK did, you've got to win games like this. And they do take care of business with that sweep. And on the Hanwa side, they drew six walks against Ricardo Pinto. 
He didn't pitch. I mean, he was able to strand the runners, but gave up those six walks. That's a good sign for Hanwha, too, because they haven't been walking much for this season. They moved Lee Young-Koo up to the top spot in the lineup. That's probably long overdue. He was batting ninth as one of the highest on-base percentage guys in this lineup. I guess the whole second leadoff hitter concept, that's asinine. You're not hitting. You got injuries. Put one of your better hitters up at the top of the order. They finally did that. Jung Eon won has been really good at second base as an injury replacement young guy. But overall, a low slugging percentage offense, the 348 slugging percentage for them, worst in the league by 19 points. They're batting, or uh, SK batting 249 with a runner in scoring position. Hanwa's also not very good. So maybe there's some positive regression in that department, but I'm buying the SK offense a lot more than I'm buying the Hanwa offense. And Hanwa now, I believe they've lost eight in a row here as they head on in to this next series. Kiwum and KT. Kiwum takes two out of three. Lots of runs in this series. 43 runs over the three games. Kiwum outscores KT 27-16. to 16. The KT offense has regressed over the last week and a half. Again, they do have some guys that are out from an injury standpoint, but they have regressed. They were carrying best in league numbers in batting average on base percentage and slugging percentage for a little while there. They've kind of come back to the pack a little bit here. Did score 12 runs in the finale, but they were shut down by Eric Jokic and Choi Wante in the two games that those guys pitched in this series. The thing about Kiwum, again, a big offensive show here with the 27 runs, but Park Byung-ho, or Byung-ho Park, as we knew him with the Minnesota Twins, one for 10 in the series. Now, he didn't walk four times, but he's only batting 212 with a 400 slugging percentage. He's going to get going at some point. I, I don't know when, but the fact that Kiwum did so well offensively in this series without a whole lot from him is a pretty big deal, I think, overall. For KT, 111 pitches to get through five innings. For Beiji Siong, again, seven runs allowed, six of them earned, a little bit of a negative regression candidate. And Lee Seung Ho for Kiwum, a watchless guy coming into the year, but he got rocked. Three home runs, give up eight earned and two and a third. He's not really getting, he's not really developing the way that I anticipated. So Kiwum may be an over team now, right now. When Jokic and Choi Wante aren't starting, they could be an over team because they're just, they're not getting much from the back end of their rotation and their offense starting to get a little bit better. Speaking of over teams, KT here, 13 more runs allowed by their bullpen in 10 and two thirds. They just can't get things figured out at the back end of games at all whatsoever. LG, they took two out of three over Kia. Look, I still can't get a read on Kia. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just still can't get a good read on this team. Cha Wu Chan did pitch well for LG. Six innings, one earned, six hits, struck out five, didn't walk anybody. I faded him. That wound up being a bad call here in this one. Cha Wu Chan, I think, is a guy at home. Remember, LG shares a stadium with Doosan. So I think Cha Wu Chan is a great bet at home. Maybe we get a chance to fade him on the road. This was a road start. He did pitch well. But I think in his road starts, I may look to go against him with the ball playing more like 2018 than 2019 when he had a really, really strong season. A better game for Aaron Brooks. Only three hits allowed. A lot more Babbitt block for the Kia starter there. But speaking of Kia, Lee Min Woo. 
Maybe he's an older watch list guy. He's 27. So I didn't think much about him coming into the season, but he didn't start in the KBO until 2017. He's pitched really well here, only thrown 142 and a third innings in his career, but he's been off to a great start here this season. Maybe Lee Min Woo is a guy to watch for the Kia Tigers. Kia's offense only drew seven walks in this series. In fact, they still lead the league in drawing walks, but they didn't do it here in this series against LG. They did draw four, however, against Lim Chan Yu. And again, Lim Chan Yu, a guy on the watch list, a guy I will bet this week if the price isn't bad. He only went four and a third, gave up four unearned runs, only two earned runs in his start. Walked four, only struck out two, didn't have it. But I think he does bounce back in his next outing. A low total on Sunday for Tyler Wilson and Drew Gagneau, but those two guys combined to give up nine runs on 17 hits. Kia bullpen with a big blowout. They gave up eight earned runs on 13 hits in the finale. LG's bullpen still pitching very well. Kia's bullpen, I think, better than what they've shown to this point. But those big blowups like what they had on Sunday, they don't help your bottom line at all whatsoever. Doosan took two out of three from Lata. Low-scoring series here. But the Lata Giants, I mean, look, they're not a bad offense. They're just a mistimed offense. They had, they had 29 hits and drew 17 walks in this series, only scored 14 runs, and five of them came in the 11th inning on Sunday to avoid getting swept. They're batting 232 with runners in scoring position. They are a low-slugging percentage lineup. But I do think Lotta, if they keep generating chances, will get better offensively because that low number with runners in scoring position of 232 is open to some positive regression, to say the least. Doosan, they only drew 11 walks in this series, only 78 walks on the year. Only KT has walked less than Doosan. They've got to carry a high batting average offensively. Their slugging percentage has been dropping quite a bit. Maybe some correction, playing some more home games, six straight home games for them. Maybe some corrections to their offensive numbers. I will talk about some eye-opening splits for Doosan when we talk about the week ahead here in a couple of minutes. Finally, the Samsung Lions took two out of three at big underdog prices from the NC Dinos. NC scored 18 runs in the finale, so they kind of made a statement before leaving town. The first one-run loss of the year for NC on Friday, that was a bullpen collapse. They led 4-0 going into the bottom of the seventh. Found a way to lose that game. Six more shutout for Kuchang Mo. Like I said, this league is a joke. He could be in the major leagues as early as 2021 and most definitely by 2022 if he stays healthy. But something interesting here for Samsung in this series and over the last 10 days, Tyler Saladino has gotten going. Seven for 11 with a homer and five RBI in this series. Now batting 250 with a 333 on base, 438 slugging percentage. It may have just taken him some time to get comfortable. We saw Taylor Motter struggle to adjust. Now he's even been waived by Kiwum. His girlfriend didn't adjust well in a South Korean life. Didn't seem like he did either. He's probably just going to not play uh, for this season now. Saladino, obviously not as publicized, but maybe he had some difficulties adjusting. In the last 10 for Tyler Saladino, 353 average, 436 on base, 588 slugging. Samsung needs this. Darren Ruff was their best hitter last year. They lost him. They weren't a good offensive team last season. Saladino's got to be good in the middle of this order 
and he has been over the last 10 games. And as a result, Samsung has played a lot better here over the last week and a half. Lastly, 13 runs allowed by the NC bullpen in this series, 12 of them earned. Was it the park factor in Daegu or was it some regression? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Finally, going to try to go through these quickly here. Like I said, running a little bit long with today's show. For the week ahead, Lotta versus Kia, Doosan and KT, SK and NC, Samsung and LG, and then finally, Kiwoom and Hanwa. So Lotta versus Kia, two line, two teams that I just, I don't have a great feel really for either one of them right now. As I mentioned, Lotta, they're struggling with runners in scoring position. Maybe that normalizes a little bit for them. Kia struck out the most batters in the KBO. Lotta tied for the second fewest strikeouts in the KBO. So that's an interesting little matchup there. Next start for Adrian Sampson for Lotta. He will be on a pitch count, so keep that in mind. Next start for Aaron Brooks coming later in this series as well. It's a tale of two teams for Lotta. They were very good at the start, very bad since then. What do they do here? I don't know. I'm not sure I'll have too many plays in this series. Not really knowing either one of these teams all that well. I just, I don't have a feel for them for one reason or another. What I do know, though, Lotta, a lot of moving parts with the starting rotation, a lot of bullpen innings. They had back-to-back 11-inning games over the weekend. Got some concerns about their bullpen once again in this series and also later in the week. Doosan and KT. Doosan, in 11 home games, outscored 68-51. to So in 11 home games, they've only scored 51 runs. That's 4.64 runs per game. In 12 road games, Doosan has scored 88 runs. That's 7.33 runs per game. So they've scored 37 more runs on the road in one more game played. So Doosan's offense is a far different handicap on the road than it is at home. Also, interestingly enough, KT has been more potent offensively at home, even though they've hit 16 homers on the road compared to nine at home. So this could be a a higher scoring series here. Doosan, 18 home runs in 12 road games, five home runs in 11 home games, 155 hits for Doosan on the road in those 12 games, 91 hits at home in those 11 games. So Doosan's offense is dramatically different, home versus road. So keep that in mind with the pricing in this series and also with some totals opportunities. Probably looking at some overs here in this Doosan and KT series. SK and NC. Is SK going to slow down? Is, or is NC, excuse me, going to slow down? Is SK going to stay hot? SK misses Kuchang Mo, so lucky break for them. SK's rotation is pretty solid. Could this be an under series? Will the Mike Wright regression show up? We'll get a big underdog price to find out. And if it's against Moonsung Wan, I'll take that big underdog price with SK. NC bullpen, they've hit the skids a little bit. Interesting series because SK's offense is starting to get going a little bit. NC is a regression candidate because they're just playing at such a breakneck pace. We're going to get some big underdog numbers on SK here. NC is mispriced, and I made some mistakes last week playing NC with those overpriced numbers. The plays here are going to be SK as an underdog or staying off the game. That's just 
kind of how it is. If it's not if it's not Kuchang Mo, I don't want to lay a big SK run line anymore, or a big NC run line. All these damn acronyms. They're all these damn initials. Uh, I don't want to lay a big NC run line number unless it's Kuchang Mo. So maybe some dog plays here in this series with SK. We'll have to see how that plays out. Samsung and LG. Once again, Samsung now on the road. And remember, LG shares a stadium with Doosan. LG, 19 home runs on the road in 11 games. Seven home runs at home in 12 games. Samsung's hit 18 home runs in their 15 home games. Four home runs in their nine road games. This looks like an under series to me with Samsung and LG. Obviously, we'll see what the pitching matchups look like. But Doosan's park factor, this park factor in Seoul for LG and Doosan is very, very bad for hitting. And the splits bear that out. So it's like an under series here for Samsung and LG. So an under series potentially for SK and NC and Samsung and LG. An over series, I think, for Doosan and KT. Finally, Kiwoom and Hanwa. Next, Warwick Sopold start coming for Hanwa. Hanwa's only hit two home runs in nine games at home. They're a low slugging percentage offense anyway. Kiwoom, pretty hit or miss offensively. As I've talked about, I think the Hanwa bullpen is a positive regression unit. The Kiwoom bullpen has not been. Hanwa's only walked 66 times. Kiwoom, the fewest walks allowed with 64. I think this could be a lower scoring series as well. The Kiwoom offense is getting going, but the Hanwa offense just isn't. And they don't draw walks. Kiwoom doesn't issue walks. Hanwa facing a Kiwoom offense that struck out the most in the league. Hanwa's pitching staff second to Kia in strikeouts. So this could be a higher strikeout, lower walk series. I think that leads to potentially some lower scoring games here. So maybe totals are where I need to try to focus in this league. I've not done well with sides at all. Totals have been not great, but they've been okay. So maybe kind of getting some long-term thoughts here for some of these series, for some of these park factors to look at totals as opposed to what could be the guessing game of sides with all these awful bullpens and all that type of thing. So once again, Adam at bangthebook.com to get the notes for the show. We'll be back on Bang the Book Radio on Tuesday chatting with Brian Blessing of Sportsbook Radio and Vegas Hockey Hotline. We'll talk about NASCAR, which I believe goes to Atlanta now, I want to say. Uh, we'll also talk about the Santa Anita Derby with the projected field for that. So it should be a lot of fun on Tuesday's edition of Bang the Book Radio. KBO article does return over at bangthebook.com today and all the stuff I talked about at the top of the show you can find over there as well. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.